Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Hey! What's up? How are ya? Welcome to the show. Welcome to You, Me and Poltergeist. We are your weekly sip from the paranormal nip. Ah. I just came up with that on the spot because the I par- hadn't thought about it. The paranormals have nips now. They do. Today we are brought to you by our fantastic patrons over at Art. Over at www.patreon.com I don't know what that accent is Slash you mean a poltergeist Go there and support us And you can help fund the show to reach our further goals Like going to haunted places And conducting our own Haunted investigations Yes No one needs to hear that What's new babe? I have a migraine Are you okay? No. What was it caused by? I either two things. Okay, there's two things. Right. Either I'm gonna get my period soon. Yep. Or it's ESP. gonna rain. ESP from rain sense. It's gonna rain. I always get a migraine when it's gonna rain. Interesting. Or I'm gonna get my period, which always ends up being the same. It's rain and blood. <laughs> From my vagina oh, It's wow. raining and blood <laughs> Yeah yeah <laughs> Blood clots Out of my vagina Okay stop please That was just a visceral <laughs> song <laughs> You loved it I did it was enjoyable Anyway cause I'm not feeling Up to par as usual Is that right is that okay if I sure, say that yeah, word Yeah I'll let you have that word Thanks I'm way back relaxed right now. You're so far back in that podcast chair. I'm very relaxed. Incredibly relaxed. If you can hear the snoring of our dog, that is Molly. Because she picks up on my vibes. And when I'm relaxed, she's relaxed. You know what I'm saying? And she's She probably has a migraine too. She's snoring her ass off with her eyes open right now. (laughs) That's because she's fat. (laughs) Yeah. We should get it. her some of those nose strips. Oh, yeah, but for dogs. For dogs. <laughs> and if they don't exist, we'll invent them. <gasps> By the time this idea. comes out, we'll already have this copyright. Copyright. <laughs> copyright trademark. So get lost, now. Don't you fucking... That's our money-making idea. Get fucked. Yeah, that's right, babe. You tell them. Unless it already exists, then I'm sorry. Oh, what are we talking about today, babe? Well, I was going to ask you what's new with you. Oh, you can ask me. Hey, babe. Yeah. What's new with you? What's new with me, you ask? I'm asking. Well, not a whole lot. Yeah? I'm sore all the time like an old man. Is that because you're almost 25 in the next couple weeks? That is true. I'm nearly a quarter of a century. And you know what they say about a quarter of a century. Something about cricket. (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) I was was hoping you'd come up with something because I hadn't thought about it yet. (laughs) Do you ever get yourself into those positions where you just like <laughs> say the, the setup to a joke and you don't know what the punchline's going to be? All the time at work, yeah. all the time, like with a coworker, and then I'll be like, "Well, you know," and then just do like a face, and then <laughs> yeah. then they laugh. They're like, "Ah!" Oh, and it's like I had nothing. Like I had no punchline to that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Lately, I've just been saying, what are you going to do about it, baby? Oh, wow. And that gets them? No, I've been saying that to myself. Oh, okay. So you've been telling yourself jokes? Yeah. It's the only thing that keeps me going. It's peak trade in retail. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Oh, my God. You've seen Jane the Virgin, right? Oh, uh, yeah. 
So, you know Sinrostro? Yes. The red-haired chick. Spoiler alert, yes. Oh, my God. Season five is out on Jane the um, Netflix, so just fucking go watch it. Anyway, you know, like, she's gorgeous, right? Yeah. Gorgeous redhead. This lady came in today, and she came in the other week, and I served her, and I was like, she looks so familiar. She came in today, and she had her hair down. She looks exactly like the chick that plays Sinrostro. Really? Exactly. Cool. You should ask her if she's seen the show. I wanted to so bad. I could not stop staring at her face yeah. and I felt like I was meeting a celebrity, but I knew like it obviously isn't her. Yeah. But I was like, you look fucking like Sinistro. Oh my fucking God. Oh my fucking God. And then like I, I tell um, my manager and she's like, yeah, they always go away to like Bali and stuff, you know, so you don't see them for a couple months at a time. I'm like, oh, she's, rich. she's fucking Sinistro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or she's a really good impersonator. Yeah. You know what's a weird job to have? Celebrity impersonator. Yeah, but if you can make money out of it. I've seen some ones that are pretty bad. Like people who aren't even anything close to what they are impersonating. Like who? Like Tom Cruise, Britney Spears, Lindsay Lohan. Lohan? Lohan. Lindsay Lohan. Lindsay Lohan. What the fuck was up with her being on an Australian show as a judge? Yeah, weird. Like, does no one in America want to employ her anymore? God, no. She's reckless. Mean Girls Remake. Mean Girls Remake. Probably her best work, honestly. Honestly. Anyways, what are we Freaky talk? Friday. Oh, and oh. Confessions of Teenage Drama Queen. That's my yeah, that's a good fucking favourite Lindsay Lohan film. Yeah. What are we talking about today, babe? Speaking when- of ladies. <laughs> what a segue. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about the different coloured lady ghosts you can get. Yeah. And what they mean. Like, we've been making... I mean, it's not just us, obviously. There's, like, classifications of these different kinds of ghosts. But we've been making connections between different ghost stories as we've been delving further into researching... All these different stories Doing for you guys. like some dot to dots, making giraffes, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, colouring in the spaces. We have red string along our walls <laughs> yeah, yeah. with pictures of ghosts. Exactly, and we're like, oh. Theory. White lady. Red lady. Red lady. Other kinds of ladies, maybe. But there are specifically two fairly similar ghosts throughout the lore and legends of the world, one being a white lady or a lady in white, not just a, you know, Caucasian colored lady. <laughs> <laughs> and then a lady in red as well. And both of them have their own sort of legend. Legend behind them. them. And we thought we'd share one of each. Yeah. Well, Belinda sharing oh. the lady in white and me sharing the lady in red. Did you only do one story? Just one, yeah. How many did you do? Like five. Oh, damn. I'm kidding, too. Okay. <laughs> Could you imagine? I did not, like, I wouldn't be able to do five researches oh, in, like, gosh. two hours. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's me. I start at, like, six o'clock. We record at eight o'clock. Yeah. That's my work ethic. I'm like, I can get more done in shorter in a rush. time. I hear you. I work well under pressure. Oh, you know what else? Yeah. We thought we will eventually get our own website. And one thing that we kind of want to do that I was talking to Belinda today about is create our own classification system where we talk like similar to how I've been making connections with Banshees over the last few episodes, Mm, over the last like five or six episodes. You know, Kiku, the Duckett's Grove Banshee. Mm. Uh, I believe I talked about something else. I can't remember. (laughs) Uh, But I've been making different, different stories. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, different stories seem to have, and the spirits of these different stories seem to have connections and sort of archetypes behind them. And it'd be cool to sort of categorize each of these stories and the spirits in the stories with the archetype that it's sort of like following. And we were thinking we could like, when we do start up our own proper website, uh, we will sort of have a list of, of these ghosty paranormal archetype type things and then you'll be able to follow the links through there with like 
uh, clickables to get to the different episodes mm-hmm. that have those archetypes within them. Mm-hmm. For instance, Banshee, Lady in Red, Lady in White, Poltergeist, Demon, uh, you know. Pazuzu. Pazuzu. Every time we mention Pazuzu don't, in a podcast. Don't mention it. Every time stamp. Pazuzu. Stop. One of us is going to get sick now. No. I've already got a migraine, so you're next. All right. You're super scared of Pazuzu. I'm not scared. I just don't want to mention his name anymore. Pazuzu. I don't care. Babe, stop it. The Lady in Red is a ghost of feminine nature. Who would have guessed it by the title? <laughs> it's not Man in Red or... <laughs> or Child in Child Red. in Red. Little Baby Cherub in Red. <laughs> uh, and it is related to the death of a lady. Usually these spirits... I don't know. Who would have guessed it? These, these spirits come about from a particular kind of death. So as opposed to the Lady... In white, who I'll let Belinda tell you a bit more about, uh, this lady, or the woman who died to create this spirit, died via a tragedy, but it's usually brought about by the a kind of crime of passion, and the lady usually being a woman of vanity or a sex worker or a jilted lover, like a mistress or something like that. The mistresses be getting you, you know what I'm saying? They do, they do. So the lady in red is always seen in a red dress, <gasps> as one could imagine, and stated to the sort of legend states their dress to be similar in colour to blood. Can I say it's kind of like the Scarlet's letter, like how the harlot had to wear a red letter on her... I've never seen it. Okay. What is that? It's a very famous book. Oh, okay. Well, I've never seen it. I think or read in it. America they study it, like in like one of those in, in like English class or something like that. Oh, okay. Like it's one of the books that they study. But anyway, that's what it reminds me of, like being the red, lady in red. Like the Scarlet Letter is literally like a red letter, letter that they have to on sew onto their clothes. I think it's an A. Is it? Yeah. Know. Interesting. I don't know. Anyway, continue. Sorry. That was just my observation. Oh, good. So, yes, the dress is either colored in blood, and there are some reports that the dress is not only colored like blood, but also drips blood as well. Oh, like Harry. Like Harry? Carrie. Carrie. Yeah, Yeah, she's dripping blood after. Uh, Yeah. Similar to the white dress counterpart, interactions with these entities is rarely anything terrible at all. Most of the spirits kind of giving off a friendly vibe and being good-natured in a way or just sort of not malevolent Mm. towards you unless you do anything sort of bad to them. Mm. Mining towns, old hotels and theatres tend to be the most popular haunts of the Lady in Red as these locations were usually sort of hot spots during the days of yore when prostitution and the trade of sex workers and whatnot was more prevalent. So some of the earliest records of a lady in red come all the way back to the 12th century in Pluckley, England, where a lady of the night was murdered, I believe, in a church, and now she haunts the church. Oh. Pretty horrible place if you are... Oh, shit. Uh, you know, mistress or a jilted lover or, or something like that to spend the rest lover. of your days <laughs> in your sinful red dress. Yeah, like being <laughs> murdered in the place where what you've done is considered to be a sin. Exactly. Forevermore. Heinous crime. Evermore. And ever since the 12th century, there have been thousands upon thousands of reports of red ladies all around the world. One location you may be fairly well aware of if you follow the podcast at all is a Red Lady sighting on the RMS Queen Mary, which I delved into a few episodes ago. So a Red Lady is reported to be seen on, I believe, around the pool or in one of the bars of the RMS Queen Mary. Yeah. And I'm sure we'll be able to talk in more detail because we will come back to RMS Queen Mary. I really want to stay there, honestly. We'll just have to make a trip to California. California. 
knows how to party. Sounds right. by a red lady. <laughs> yeah. So Under US. Our Miss Mary. <laughs> uh, the US definitely has the highest recorded number of encounters with red ladies, or at least from what I could research, had the most in depth sort of information on these encounters. Uh, yeah. The country's kind of frontier era saw the rise of sex work and the mining towns are definitely the most common spots for this kind of paranormal entity. We've already got quite a few similarities in stories. Yeah. I believe they're pretty well similar except the colour of dress that they have to wear and for the rest of their lives. the supposed um, purity or not purity. Yeah. Puritiness. Yeah. Puritiness? Pureness. Pure, there we go. Pure, yeah. Pureness of how they were before they died. Hmm. So, one of the more famous hauntings of a red lady has been happening since the early 1900s in Tonopah, Nevada, at the Mizpah Hotel. The hotel was originally opened up in 1906 to serve as accommodation for the silver miners that were flocking to the area who had cash to blow from their fines. Uh, the upscale Mizpah was a diamond in the rough and its walls served to house and entertain all manner of individuals and help them escape from the cruelty of the high desert that surrounded them. As the legend goes, a wealthy businessman and his wife, named Rose, lived on... I know. (laughs) Lived on the fifth floor of the Mizpah, and reportedly this businessman went away frequently on trips and left his wife to just stay at home and relax. But during some of these trips, Rose decided to take it upon herself to begin earning a little extra income on the side. So while her husband was away, she started working as a lady of the evening. On one of these particular <laughs> trips, the husband left, went to the train station. Rose immediately got her clients ready and lined up, took one of them to the room. The man at the train station realized that he was late for the train and would have to wait until the next train later that day. So he goes home, oh, shit. walks into the room only to find Rose in bed with another man. Oh, shit. An argument ensues. The man runs out of the room as this argument's happening. Not the husband. Uh, So the husband and Rose are having an argument. Rose is getting a bit scared because he's getting a little little angry, a little violent. As she goes to run out the door, he grabs her, stabs her numerous times, strangles her, and kills her on the ground outside of their room door. Oh, fuck. The blood still stained on the floor till this day, apparently. Oh. Yeah, from what I've heard. Fuck. <laughs> you know what that, that would come out with, like, you know, a gurney or something. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> I'm obsessed with gurneys and carpet cleaners at the moment, guys. Just letting you know. Hashtag send us one. <laughs> Hashtag I want to steam up for my birthday. <laughs> totally not directed at me there. Yeah. Hashtag carpet cleaner for Christmas. <laughs> After Rose's death, she never left the hotel, and she continued to haunt the floor and the entire hotel until this very day as a red lady. As a lady in red. Beautiful, babe. That was angelic. Thank you. (laughs) So sightings of Rose are incredibly frequent, and most experiences have a few things that seem to run in common. In room, well, I'll bloody tell you. Yeah. In rooms 502, 503, and 504, all of those rooms were actually her original room that she died outside of, but it's been split up for because it was so large previously. Oh, yeah, because it would be the master bedroom. Yes. So, uh, room 502 is actually called the Red Lady Suite. Like, they Mm. own this shit. Yeah. So she is often seen looking over people as they sleep or sitting on the bed if she's actually quite fond of the person that like she's, has entered uh, the room. waiting for the <laughs> to, to service her client. Exactly right. And get this, she's quite nice, honestly. She's noted to leave pearls, which 
are from the necklace that she wore when she died. On the nightstand or under the pillow of the guests who are particularly kind to her or respectful of the room. Yeah, it's nice, honestly. She sounds like a lovely lady. That is nice. I'm sure you'd get some pearls left for you, or maybe you'd leave some pearls for her on her <laughs> Oh, my God. What the hell's that? Oh, my God. <laughs> Ew. Give her a pearl necklace, man. Oh, my fucking God. <laughs> I learned that from Sex in the City wow. when I was, like, 12. Wow. Anyhow, (laughs) so there's an old electric elevator in the building, and it was one of the first in the country (gasps) west of the Mississippi, I believe. That's insane. And this is a favorite spot for the lady as well, as I believe this may have been like the location where she'd discreetly meet her clients after her husband left and then take them up to the room. So the two incredibly frequent reports are that single travellers that enter into the room, like a person entering on their own into the elevator, sorry, will often hear a whispered greeting in their ear, like, hey, you, or something like that. It's so common, apparently. Like, I've seen videos where people, like, fucking freak out and shit. I've seen, like, tons of reviews on the website where people, like, uh, heard a weird greeting when I entered the elevator. Heard a weird greeting when I was in the room. Etc. We need to go to this. Yeah, so I know. Bad. You know what? We should go to America and just do a tour of all the haunted places. I agree. The Great American Tour of Haunted Places. Oh, I want to go to the Museum of Death. I'm pretty sure I've said this before, but I really want to go to you it. You have. We will go there. Mm-hmm. Anyhow. <laughs> uh, another of these occurrences with the elevator is that the elevator will either neglect the buttons you pushed and mm-hmm. just take you straight to the fifth floor regardless of what you've pushed, or the button to the fifth floor will already be pre-pushed when you enter the uh, when the passenger enters the elevator, uh, probably a courtesy of the um, of Rose before she mm-hmm. gets in the elevator. Yeah, how nice! Oh, that's lovely. But she doesn't like all men. She doesn't mind women coming in, but nice. some men that come in, she freaks the fuck out what if- and pretty much has, like, poltergeist-level activity, like, throw shit around the room, freaks out until they leave. Is it because maybe they remind her of her husband? I'd, I'd probably say so, yeah. That's PTSD. She should speak to a therapist. She should speak to... <laughs> Seek help, Rose. Yeah. It's PTSD, Speak darling. to a therapoltergeist. Therapoltergeist. <laughs> <laughs> Casper just walks in. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Ooh, tell me your problems. Anyhow. So like Dracula. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Anyhow. Anyhow. Yeah. So Ghost Adventures, the TV show, did an investigation at the Mizpah Hotel and looked for the Red Lady and had some particularly interesting encounters with the elevator. But I kind of find it hard to believe anything on that show or any real ghost shows that aren't like, you know, like some of the ones we have seen and sort of shouted out on the internet before, like uh, Paranormal Files is really good because they don't sugarcoat anything and they don't really mock anything up. Like if they, well, they definitely don't mock anything up. If nothing happens in their investigation, nothing happens in their investigation. Mm -hmm. But ghost adventures it's like one thing to another it's like oh i just heard this over here i see footsteps over there oh man what was that i heard a breathing a breathing i heard breathing (laughs) over that direction it's like shit's happening all the time yeah and i think like that's one thing i've got to say about that um south african investigation team that like i'm like your video's shit but they the reason why they don't have a lot of footage is because there was nothing to be found. And then they found something in the footage that they put up. So, like, that, Which I is respect good. that. Yeah. I would trust that more than these fuckers. I think it's the part of sort of having a network to give your work to mm. and needing to be, you know, high in ratings. Yeah. So, it needs to be entertaining. So, they're constantly Rather just than trying to make it entertaining. a YouTube channel going, let's see if this is real. Yeah. It's not truth. It's... A little bit of fiction. Maybe there's some truth to it, but you don't know, honestly, because there's so much smoke and mirrors going on. Yeah, that's it. That's the words. That's the words. (laughs) 
Uh, yeah. So that's all I have on the Lady in Red. There's tons of other hauntings in the Miz part, though. Oh, yeah. Like, the whole town was a miner's town. I believe there's, like, 250 miles of mining tunnels or something ridiculous like yeah. that. Underneath of uh, Tonopah, I think it's called. And when they were in the era of sort of doing all this mining for silver, they mm. would dig, like tunnels up into all the basements of the buildings and connect them for some reason i don't know mm. and there was a weird thing about the mizpah having a heist operated on it where the miners dug in to the vault which had a dirt floor because they're like oh they won't come through the fucking floor <laughs> well they did oh, and shit. they took it they took all their money but then two of the miners end up being dead laying dead obviously the person who was with them killed them and took their money but those two miners reportedly um, haunt the hotel oh. as well. And there are like a number of other things like a sanita- senator and things like that. Yeah. Oh, and the lady in red really loves this bingo machine downstairs. Oh. And it lights up red and like has like a different numbers. It's really old, not plugged in or anything. Mm. But it's in like the storage area and she will sort of light up the numbers as you enter and just playing some bingo. That's cool. Bingo! You sunk my battleship. <laughs> <laughs> You know that one? No. But yeah, Lady in Red, very interesting. Tell me about very these ladies ladies in white. Ladies in white, let me just get um Scoot a little closer. Come children. A bit comfy up. I mean I was comfy before, but I need to get reading comfy, if that makes sense. Yeah, I've got my glasses, it. but because I've already got a migraine it doesn't do much. I obviously got my information from Wikipedia. Nice. But there's one big chunk that I got from legendsofamerica.com, I think Great it is. website for information. Very, very good um, website. You know? mm. White lady, or woman in white, um, is a type of female ghost, surprise, dressed in all white, reportedly seen in rural areas and associated with some local legend or tragedy. Of tragedy, sorry. Similar already. Already. (laughs) Um, While the white lady legends are found in many countries around the world, they are most prominent in parts of the United States, Ireland, and Great Britannia. No, it doesn't even say Britannia. Britannia! (laughs) It does not say Britannia. It says Britain. They're found in Great Britannia. (laughs) I don't know why I'm David Attenborough again, but... (laughs) Okay, baby. I have migraine and my glasses aren't working. <laughs> it's Great Britain. <laughs> Sorry. Um, common to many of these legends is the theme of loss of a daughter, husband or father and a sense of purity before death. A white lady is a type of ghost or spirit that commonly kidnaps men or even children after suffering from love issues and committing suicide when alive. They've existed throughout history for centuries. They are ghosts of beautiful women who wear white dresses and kidnap people with, um, when they interact with them. The woman in white could have been taken from the La, La, La Lorona? La Lorona? La Lorna? La Lorna? But it's got L-L-O-R-O-N-A. Mm, I think it's La Lorna. A ghost of a woman crying for her dead children from Mexican folklore that was extended over Latin America's other folklores. La, La La Lorna, the weeping woman, is what it translates to, is a popular legend in Mexico with many versions. The basic story tells that La La, the weeping woman, I'm just going to say because I can't fucking pronounce yep. this shit. The weeping woman was a beautiful woman by the name of Maria who killed her children by drowning them in order to be with the man that she loved, but was subsequently rejected by him. Then after being rejected by her lover, she kills herself. When Maria reached the gates of heaven, she asked, uh, she was asked, where are your children? She replies, I don't know, my lord. She was not permitted to enter heaven until she found her children. Now she wanders the earth for eternity. Yeah, La Lorna is a movie that just came out as well. Oh shit, it is too. Mm. I want to watch that. Me too. Um, so she's searching in vain for her drowned children. Her constant weeping is the reason for her name. In some cases, according to the tale, she will kidnap wandering children who look like her lost children or children who disobey their parents. Damn. Which I find might be a ploy 
like of parents just going, if you don't do this, la la la. La Lorna's gonna come get you. Get ya. Yeah, it's the boogeyman. It's the boogie but Lorna. The Mexican boogeyman. <laughs> the Mexican boogeyman. <laughs> <laughs> Funnily enough, there is a <laughs> an MMA fighter called El Kakui, which is boogeyman in Mexico. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> El Kakui. Uh, the woman in white generally roams in rivers and roads, and when they find a man who cheats, they kill them, and the men um, are never seen again. If the man they find does not already cheat, they will try to make them cheat by seducing them. They will get angry when the men refuse to obey them, so they attack them while taking on their true form. They have the ability to manipulate nearby electronics, notably causing lights to flicker, um, like radios to malfunction, things like that. As spirits, they have the ability to move objects with their mind, to move at superhuman speed, and of course have superhuman strength, but they also shapeshift from their true form as a decayed corpse to how they appeared when they were living. Damn, these sound way more badass than <laughs> way more information on them than uh, ladies in red, because I think ladies in red are a lot rarer than ladies in white. Yeah, I feel like there's a lot of ladies in white. But so far, it just sounds like ladies in red had sex when they were alive and now don't when they're dead, and ladies in white were pure when they were alive and now fucking evil right. when they're the dead. The ladies in white were like loyal to this one man who then like cheated on them or something. Ah. You know, so in their so next now, life, they're like, oh, you're going to fucking cheat on your bitch? Oh, I will show you cheating on your yeah. bitch, you know? Trying to seduce everyone. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, ladies in red already did that shit, so they're over it. They're like, you know what? I'm just going to press the elevator button for you. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I'm sick of this shit. Hey, hun, come on up. Hey there. Bingo. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> So, in popular medieval legend, a white lady is fabled to appear by day as well as by night in a house in which a family member is soon to die. Ooh. Also appearing within photos just before or after death. A psychopomp of sorts. Yes. So, this is the white lady of Kinsale. According to the legend and famous Irish ghost story, um, Irish ghost story, the tragic suicide of a mourning bride has left a sad and sometimes unfriendly spectre at Charles Fort in Cork, Ireland. One of the fort's soldiers married a local girl, and when they stayed at the fort for their wedding night, sorry, and then they stayed, not and when they stayed, and then they stayed at the fort for their wedding night. The soldier had watched duty that night and, a bit drunk from the day's celebrations, fell asleep. Other soldiers in the fort found him asleep while on duty and, following the protocol of the day, shot him at his post. Wow. After hearing about her husband's death, the bride flung herself to death from one of the fort's walls. You're a bit tired and you fall asleep on duty, you get killed. You're a soldier, you don't fall asleep on duty, babe. Yeah, but, I mean... Take the day off, it's your fucking wedding. Decades after the tragedy, the white lady has um, was seen wandering through Charles Fort by soldiers and their families, especially children. Oh. Two sergeants were packing up some equipment when one man's daughter asked who the white lady smiling at her was. Oh. Both men saw nothing, but the girl was adamant that a woman in a white dress had been looking at her. In another story, a nurse saw the white lady standing over the bed of a child sleeping. Not all of her interactions with the living are friendly. Even into the first half of the 12th century, several captains recounted stories of being pushed down a flight of stairs by an unseen force. Probably trying to get revenge on them killing her. Killing her husband, right? Yeah. New, new husband. I'll go into a sidebar after you're done. <laughs> About a white lady. Okay. So, Charles Fort was built between 1677 and 1682 during the reign of Charles II as a fortress to defend against attacks from enemies approaching via the sea. William Robinson, who designed the Royal Hospital in Dublin, is credited with the design of the fort. Charles Fort was in military use until 1922. It is now ruins, but the bride can still be seen wandering the fort's walls in her white wedding dress. The white lady, as the locals call her, has also been seen wandering the streets of Kinsale, where she lived. Charles Fort was declared an Irish National Monument in 1973 for its part in Irish history. There are now regular guided tours there. The fort played a part in several conflicts, including the Williamite War, 
between 1689 and 1691. In 1689, James II sought to reclaim the English throne from William of Orange, and he came to Kinsale (laughs) with French soldiers. James II was later defeated by William. Charles Fort had suffered much damage throughout um, through its years of service, and restoration began after it was declared an Irish national monument. Some of the original construction of the 17th century can still be seen today. Cool. I thought that would just be fun to add that in. Yeah, that's fun. I like doing a little bit of history, you know? Yeah. Wow, so it's seen its fair share. Mm. When, when was, sorry, when was the lady, when was the lady's husband killed? Um, well, it would have been between the era of it being used as a... Yeah. And, and I think it, mu- it must have been during the reign of Charles II, at mm. least, so... Cool. Yeah. So interesting. What was your little sidebar before oh, we continue on with this yeah. story? Sidebar. Elsha, I feel like... Sorry, our uh, niece. I feel like has seen a white lady in this house. Because when she was really young, she was sitting on the counter. Mum, I think, has recounted this story back in the Demon Gnomes episode, if you want to go back and check this out. But she was sitting on the counter, and she kept, like, over the span of a few days, a couple of things happened that Mum was like, oh, that's weird. But she was sitting on the counter, and she started, like, brushing her hand over her face. Mm. And Mum's like, oh, what's wrong? And she's like, oh, the lady has a dress in my face. Apparently a lady had a white dress. And was, like, hovering around Elsha and, like, the dress was just, like, hitting her in the face and stuff. Creepy! We move in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> By the sounds of it, red ladies are less fucked up than white ladies. White ladies are pretty aggressive by the sounds of it. Yeah, because I think white ladies died in a moment of scorn, almost. Yeah, so they were, like, depressed and angry mm. and upset. So that's going to carry over into the next one. Yeah, they're holding their negative energy, whereas red ladies did something wrong and feel bad for it. Yeah, that's why I'm going to die sarcastic. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Every, like, haunting I do will just be sarcastic, you know? What colored lady will you be for sarcastic? Just just a shit-stained dress. (laughs) No. (laughs) That'd be me. (laughs) That's nasty. No, I'm a big glamorous, you know? Like a sequenced dress? Oh, yeah, like a ball gown? Oh, Lady in Sequence. Lady in Sequence. <laughs> <laughs> so, the White Lady of Spring Canyon, Utah. In Carbon County, Utah, is Spring Canyon, a one time coal mining hub now filled with ghost towns. Ooh. Before the mysterious White Lady. And the many coal miners who lived in this canyon, the area was long occupied by the Fremont Indians, who left behind numerous rock rock art panels. Other larger occupants, namely dinosaurs, <laughs> also oh. left their marks in abundant large footprints, which have been found in many of the area coal mines. Hmm. I know. Throughout the decades, the Spring Canyon District was called home to over 2,000 miners, businessmen, and their families as the mines extracted almost 43 million tons of coal from the rugged hills through the 1960s. Though the mines brought people and wealth to the region, it also brought tragedy and violence in mining explosions and major strikes. But when Spring Canyon's heydays were over, it left behind only memories, scattered mining remnants, fading ghost towns, and legends, the most famous of which is that of the White Lady. The legend has a number of versions that have been told of who this mysterious woman might have been. Though her identity may also be in question, it is interesting to note that a century ago, women and mining equaled bad luck to virtually every miner in any type of mining camp. The superstition having its roots in Europe was very strong among immigrants. Which tended to make up the most, the sorry, the vast majority of miners of the town. These miners believed that disaster and tragedy would follow if a woman visited a mine and could quote instances after instant of true stories that had occurred. Um, though outsiders believe these instances were purely coincidental, 
The miners didn't think so and became extremely agitated if a female even got near a mine shaft, causing almost as much nervousness in the mine workers as ghosts did. Wow. Mm-hmm. Superstition. Yes. Given the superstitious nature of the coal miners, <laughs> yeah. it is not surprising that the legend of the white lady has been told uh, for so many years. The woman was believed to have lived in Latuda, which is about seven miles west of Helper in Spring Ca- on Spring Canyon Road. Um, one version of her story says that her husband was killed in the mine and his body was never found. Another says that both her husband and son were killed in a mine accident, leaving her alone with an infant daughter. The tale continues that her baby was later kidnapped, thrown into a wash and drowned. Afterward, the woman lost her mind and soon died. Yet another version alleges that she lived in Peerless, another mining camp situated just about three miles west of Harper of Helper. Sorry, this account says that after her husband died from blood poisoning, and as his death was not mining related, she and her infant child received no conversation. Were left for poor. Instead of follow, um, allowing her baby to starve, she drowned it lost her mind and was institutionalized in a mental facility. Later, she escaped, returning to Peerless, where she later died. Another report says that she herself was killed in a rock slide in Latuda. 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 While an additional story says that her child was also killed in Avalanche and she later committed suicide. A final tale says that after her husband was killed in a mine accident, that the company... Uh, refused to give her full compensation after a confrontation with mine officials. She was so angry and driving so fast that she drove off the narrow road and was killed. Mm. Though the truth of her of her life will probably never be known for whatever reason, she continues to make her presence known in the canyon. Some say she seeks revenge against the mining company or against those who kidnapped her infant daughter. Others say that she continues to search for her lost children her lost child specifically in the canyon wash interestingly this sounds very much like la lorona who has been seen haunting rivers and streams also looking for a lost child throughout the southwest of centuries in any case numerous sightings of a spectral lady in white have been reported throughout the years some of the earliest accounts say that she was known to float around the entrance to the mines luring miners into their vast depths ensuring certain disaster. Other tales are not so sinister, saying that instead of enticing them into the mines, she would appear to warn them to leave in in order to avoid some kind of accident. Yeah, that's nice. Depends what kind of moon she's in. Yeah, (laughs) depends on who she's meeting to. Yeah. Allegedly, she has been seen several times around the Latuda mine entrance, inside the mine, and near the Old Liberty Mine Office. I almost said mints. <laughs> Could you imagine going through a mine with a flashlight and just shining your light on a lady in a white wedding dress? Absolutely not. I would be like... Oh, I'm sorry. Those aren't gold nuggets in my pants. I'm going to leave. Okay, goodbye. <laughs> yeah. Um, by the 1960s, the legend was so well known that teenagers often came to the Latuda mine at the Latuda mine office at night to tell ghost stories and catch a glimpse of the spectral lady. On one occasion, though, there is no evidence that the ghost ever appeared. The teenagers' visited resulted in the sorry the teenagers' visit resulted in disaster when one of them blew up the building, resulting the in fuck? his imprisonment. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Other reports tell of sightings of her walking around the abandoned town of Latuda, usually in direction of the mining office, but disappearing just before she reaches it. Creepy. So that's all I got on yeah. the white ladies. Yeah, white ladies seem fucked up. White ladies sound like me. Most of the other red ladies that I read about as well, well red, red, read about, uh, yeah. kind of not malevolent either. Like, they're just sort of chill if you're chill as well. I don't know if she's, like, chill all the time, though. Yeah, she sounds like... It seems I, like I, a lot of these... It sounds like white ladies aren't chill ghosts. No, it's... Oh, fucking Priscilla just jumped up on the thing and scared the shit out of me. Uh, no. Priscilla's not a chill ghost either. No. No, it sounds like... A lot of them entered, like, a mania almost before their death, so now they're just, like, bipolar ghosts. Yeah. Yeah. 
They're out for revenge. Hmm. Is there they're a lady in guys. black? I don't know. Let me look that up right Let's now. Say that in the next episode. <laughs> yeah. What's that movie Daniel Radcliffe's in? The Woman in Black. And there's two movies about it, and it scared the shit out of me. I think Insidious, they also present a woman in black, don't they? Oh, really? I don't know. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Insidious. Ooh, this is all creepy. <laughs> Super creepy. It's a story. Uh, I can't... Yeah, it all just looks like stories, isn't it? I mean, like... it is all stories, isn't it? Yeah, but like actual authors books and things like that uh, fictional work well yeah like i said there's a movie called the woman in black i think it's based yeah. off a novel so i don't know how long this has been an actual thing for but i feel like it's breaking news for us anyway right now and i'm telling everyone on the podcast uh there is well i was told this by jess our sister my sister belinda's future sister-in-law also been on the podcast go back to horny guardian angel yeah horny guardian angel episode uh, and she also makes a brief appearance in Demon Gnomes. Indeed. She sent me a thing that Salem, the town of Salem, yep. has made the biggest Ouija board in the world. Oh, <laughs> shit. It's huge. Why would they do that? I'm moving the microphone close to the computer. I'm going to show you on the computer. Why would... Hold on. Let me move close to the computer. Oh, my God. So, it's called Ouija Zilla, <laughs> funnily enough. But Jess was saying she thinks it's going to be used to bring through, like, some giant fucking spirits like Cthulhu or some shit like that. Oh, is she? Yeah, hell yeah. I'll put a link down below, but this thing is fucking massive. It's, like, a good, fuck, it must be 30, 40 metres across by, like, 25 meters like it's a solid size is it temporary or is it like no i'm pretty sure it's forever it's i think it's made of plywood though so they can probably pick it up and take it away it looks like it's yeah it looks like like, it's in pieces yeah got like bits and pieces that you can take up and oh my god that's insane babe how crazy is that it's actually crazy the biggest ouija board in the world ouija zilla and have you heard well a bird 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 (laughs) but it's a word (laughs) have you heard of mckamey manor so. It is the world's most notorious haunted house attraction. Oh. I'd about to say in the world, but I already said in the world. And you know why it's the most haunted? Get this right. They have okay. a waiting list of 20,000 people waiting to get into this thing. They only accept small groups. It's, I think you got to pay. Oh, no, you got to give them dog food to get in. And they take you in. Dog food. And it's not exactly... A haunted house as much as a torture house because they make you sign all manner of waivers, one of which is like you may experience bodily harm. We are not held liable if you leave with loss of vision, missing toes or fingers. the one where the guy like pretty much tortures them as they go through? I've seen videos of that. How fucked is this? People actually want to do that. People like tap out. Yeah, they waterboard you and shit like that. And they'd, like, like slap you in the head. That's not a haunted house. It's a torture house. Yeah, legitimate torture. And because they make you sign that waiver, it's all perfectly legal. I mean, really, though? Yes. Legally binding. Is, is torture legal? No. If you sign that fucking... I don't think, regardless of what you sign, torture is legal. Yeah, but they signed a contract. <laughs> okay. I still don't know. Do you know who know. didn't sign contracts? Slaves. Now, that's illegal. Indeed, it is. But... I can't know. People are willing to fucking go in there. They pay... Oh, Priscilla, you scared me. They pay dog food? <laughs> yeah. Because the person who runs it has lots of dogs. For torture? I don't think for I, torture. No, I have seen some of the videos, though, and, like, people are halfway through going, nah, tap out, tap out. I can't do this. I can't do this anymore. And the guy's calling them a fucking pussy little yeah. bitch and, like... The you people... really want to tap out, yeah. and like fucking intimidating them, and I think like I think he gets off on it. I feel oh, like definitely. he's a sociopath or some no no a no a psychopath more like it. Yeah, I bet oh, he like goes home, watches the videos, and fucking he does masturbates. watch the videos. He yeah. says he watches the videos. I know he does, but I mean, like he goes back and masturbates. Probably. And like gets off to Probably it. Probably gets some 
fucking probably has like gets a his thrills from it. Probably has like a sex doll or tied up in a bondage way, like yeah. hog tied or something. Waterboards it while he fucks it. Yeah, yeah, baby, choke on that. <laughs> yeah, baby, choke on the water while you're gonna fuck tap your out. asshole. You're gonna yeah. tap out to this dick. And she's all like, oh, you know, can't make a noise because she's a fucking plastic doll. <laughs> Indeed. Anyhow, yeah, that shit's fucked. I'll put a link down below to that stuff as well so you can look that out. Jess brought that to my attention. I knew, I've known about it for a while, but I just didn't think of sharing it because it's oh, I've so seen strange. the I've seen the videos. It's actually very upsetting to watch. So, like, is there anything you don't want to play with next to me? No. So, I think that's all we have time for today. Next week, you can look forward, next week or the week after, as we're going to be doing a collaborative podcast with the great people over at Imogen and Harrison Predict the Future. Yes. We will post a link down below to them as well. <laughs> Links to everything. And also, if you could just take a minute and support what's going on in Australia at the moment, there's been horrendous bushfires, mainly in New South Wales and Queensland, but it has spread up to our Northern Territory, even down to the tops of Tasmania, but definitely in every single state, Western Australia, South Australia as well. Um, it's it's not looking good in Absolutely Australia at the catastrophic moment. Currently. We had the Monday this week was the very first day in Australian recorded history that there was no rainfall across the entire country. And as you know, Australia is a massive, massive country and continent. And 1.1 million hectares of land has been affected by all these bushfires, including my family. So definitely holds a spot in my heart. And if I talk about it long enough, I will fucking cry. I cried when I typed up the Facebook post on our Instagram, on our um, page and on our Instagram and just do everything you can to support, donate food for cattle, horses, dogs. They need fencing. They need everything. Their lives have been uprooted and it's horrible. Uh, if you could go to our Facebook, we do have a link donation to a well. yeah, donation um, button where you can go and assist. And that one is for the Queensland firefighters because, you know, we are in Queensland and my family in New South Wales has been affected as well. So I definitely have donated towards that. Um, and if you're an Australian in a different part of Australia, please support your local fire brigade because they do everything they can. And you know that most of those people are volunteers. You know, they don't have to be doing what they're doing and they're doing it. So, yeah, putting out those horrible fires. Please support us. Our <laughs> Brisbane's air is worse than Beijing, Beijing's right now. And that's really saying something about these fires. Because of the smoke. Yeah, if you want to go over there to Facebook, you can find us at Yumina Poltergeist. We would be very thankful if you could donate uh, any bit of money you could afford to assist in the effort. Absolutely. Thank you so much. We have other links. (laughs) Yeah, we have other links you better find down below, but we won't put them down after saying something like that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Anyways, thanks for joining us once again, guys. We love you. And remember, exercise regularly. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.